what's up, Sound Flick Pod? It's your boy, Ace Sincere. You already know, young Flacco, young boy. Um, what's up, guys? So I'm actually recording this a little later than um, episode 12. Um, if you listen to episode 11, you heard myself, Norik, and Skywalker talking about Soul Sesh um, in San Bernardino. Uh, we talked about how we were on that show, but also um, another one of our friends actually was on that show. He goes by the name of Faja the Poet. If you guys don't know who Faja the Poet is, unfortunately, um, my brother just passed away on Halloween night. Um, so if you guys don't, if you guys don't know Faja, um, I wanted to take this time to one um, celebrate and honor him, but also I wanted to bring some, um, you know, I just wanted to highlight him because um, I, I haven't gotten the chance to on the pod. Um, that being said. Um, one, if you don't listen to Faja the Post music, please go listen to it. But I cannot stress this enough, guys. The IE took such a big loss from this one. Like, th- this one really hurt. Like, I found out Friday morning that, um, my friend passed away. And it hurt a lot. I shed a few tears. And I was at work. It's all stuck in work mode. So in the back of my head, I'm just like, yo, like, this isn't right. Like, th- one, this isn't real. Like, it can't be real. But, you know, unfortunately it was. And um, one, for me, my experience in the IE, the way I perceive shows and want to go to shows and the energy, one is never going to be the same because Faja was literally the most genuine, sincere person that I knew. I would tell him at times, like, bro, like, you're more, you're more sincere than me, like, that's just his heart and that's just who he is um i've had the pleasure of knowing father the poet for five years and just seeing this dude grow from where he first started from um losing his voice after every set because he couldn't exhort his voice that much and um this dude sweat profusely i don't know why but he always had a towel with him and he would forget it sometimes and it would just be it would just be a mess but Faja the Poet was such a genuine dude. And I say that I took a loss because um, if you guys, of course, don't follow him, he's actually been releasing singles for the past uh, couple months leading up to his album, which unfortunately hasn't been released yet. And it's going to be delayed a little bit because it was unfortunate passing. So when we're still going to release the album... Um, I want to help as much as I can with his family and, and our friends that make music as well. Um, we want to honor him properly, put together a couple shows, um, do an album celebration, a celebration of life for him and release the album properly and make sure that his legacy um, lives on because this dude had a lot to say. Um, and when I say he was positive and genuine, like, I'm not just saying that guys, like everywhere Fadja went, like he was always that one person that shows that always showed love, always you know, when he first met you, he didn't know who you were, but he loved you already. Um, Faja was just so, so hungry for creativity and and he was just generous and willing to share whatever knowledge he knew and was just hung, hungry to, to pursue his dreams and his goals, but also bring his friends along because, you know, we're all in this together. We're all from the IE and we're all from the Dino and we're all meant to move together. We're not meant to be segregated. We're not meant to be separated. Like Faja brought so many people together, loved on so many people. And even when life threw, threw him bad curveballs, he was still 
pushing through it and he was still loving and he was still who he was. One of the final um, conversations I have with my brother, this is the last conversation we had um, in person at Future Soul. Uh, one, he texted me before the show saying he forgot his flash drive at uh, Ogosh's house. So he don't trip, like, I got you, bro. Like, you can borrow my flash. Just bring your laptop. I'll see you at the show. So we're chilling in his car, um, uploading his songs. Um, so the last conversation, um, well, this dude love leaped down. Um, and he kept talking about it. I'm just like, bro, like, I appreciate you. But, like, well, why? One, I'm just as awkward human being. Well, I was like, bro, like, you keep talking about it, like, like, and I appreciate your love, but, like, what are you getting at? And um, this last conversation is something that I always hold dear to me because we talked about our faith, because we shared the same faith, and we both um, believe in God. And um, if you want to call it religion, you can, but we both relieved, believed in a relationship, more of just a relational aspect. And it's okay to be jacked up and, you know, be who we are. Because that's what grace that's where grace comes in. Um, so when he was thanking me for for one just being diligent in what I was doing, but also um inspiring him um in in the way of it's okay to talk about your faith and it's okay to just make this music and you know, cater to both audiences if you want to call it that, but just, you know, be genuine in who you are and release that music. Um and that's what Fodger started doing was he started releasing genuine music and he wasn't allowing people to influence him um if you guys listen to Fosh's music i highly suggest you do so um but nobody sounds like this dude this dude had his own flow and his own lane and he was just so hungry to create the best projects that he could and the best songs that he could and every single time he was just elevating and this dude could rap his ass off and he's performing as well this dude perfected his performances um I've seen him perform in front of nobody and I've seen him perform in front of a packed house. You know, I I'm glad I got to tell him I was proud of him because he finally got it, guys. Like when you're an artist and you know when you reach your peak and you know when like, you know, when you finally get it, when you finally realize and understand our artistry and the business that comes with it and all the other extras that come with this, but you're able to take heed of all of them and tackle it head on and not let it affect you. Like Faja finally got it, guys. And what breaks my heart <laughs> was that this dude was just, he died happy because he was doing everything so perfectly and flawlessly. And, you know, in his personal life as well, like this dude was just happy. So it, it pisses me off and it sucks and it's trash because somebody was taken so soon from us when they had such a huge future in front of them. Not saying that his legacy is not going to live on, but just his physical being being here and living that like it hurts not being able to see that because me as a fan of his music, I want to see more. I got to tell my friend I was proud of him before he left. Not everybody gets that. So I was glad I was able to do so. And we, I mean, we were texting a few days ago too and just BSing about like Smash Brothers and, and some anime stuff. But Faja, 
my brother, I love you. And I thank you for everything you've done for me, as well as the IE. Um, I cannot stress this enough, guys. Please go listen to Faja the Poet's music because you'll never you'll never listen to music the same because of this dude like he had his own sound and um i believe i strongly i strongly believe he's he inspired people and he made people want to create so my brother i thank you from every conversation we've had from every stage we've shared together from just every us just joking around and playing smash brothers and i'm pissed i'm never gonna get a rematch against you but i will miss you immensely um this is his last single that he just dropped um it's called nights featuring nicholas gray um soundflick pod thank you for allowing me to talk about my friend one time Bafaja, thank you for being my friend and more than that you're my brother and i'll miss you like crazy soundflick pod a sincere song's called nights Faja the poet featuring nicholas gray we love y'all. We'll see you soon. Bless up. Nights in the day, though, you know we go, we go way up. So chasing dreams, how we've been trying to get our pay up. Came from that city where my niggas getting sprayed up. So we staying freed up. This the place that made us. Nights in the day, though, you know we go, we go way up. So chasing dreams, how we've been trying to get our pay up. And this a pity, all my niggas getting sprayed up. So we staying freed up. Ain't nobody the Dino, walk the Henny, ain't no Vino Getting off the 215, no probably pull up to the function With my nigga smoking primo, even though we never stuntin' But these bitches think we clean, no, just because we do our shit And we always making hits, and we always on the move And your songs ain't hot as this, cause you sound like other dude And we don't stay in the six, but we still be running through A different city in the IE, every month is making news So don't you act like we ain't raising lunch Just act like we ain't making waves Like a diamond and in the rubber, we just yell and shut it praise. Everybody wanna live and wanna die out in that leg. And we just stacking money up and trying to stay way out the way. A lot of y'all be acting tough. We just want some PMP. Peace and paper, pussy parties, all my people really need. A lot of y'all stay strapping up and we just want some PMP. Peace and paper, pussy parties, all my people really need. Nights in the Dino, yeah, you know we go, we go, way we go. So chasing dreams, how we've been trying to get our pay. Get it. Came from that city where my niggas getting sprayed. So we staying prayed. This the place that made us. Nights in the Dino, you know we go, we go, way we go. Still chasing dreams, how we've been trying to chase our dreams up. And it's a pity, all my niggas getting sprayed up. So we staying prayed up. Ain't nobody made us. These nights, they go on and on. Yeah, we might, we might, and we might, and we might just go up. We go and till the break of dawn. Yeah. Nights in the Dino, you know we go, we go way up. Still chasing dreams, how we've been trying to get our pay up. Came from that city where my niggas getting sprayed up. So we staying prayed up, this the place that made us. Nights in the Dino, you know we go, we go way up. Still chasing dreams, how we've been trying to get our pay up. And it's a pity, all my niggas getting sprayed up. So we staying prayed up, ain't nobody made us. What's that in the here. distance? Is that the 
Sound flick pod? <laughs> sound the horns. Sound the horns. You it's know what? Sound flick pod. Sound the alarm. In the, in, the, in the Bible, what they used to do is sound off horns whenever there's a victory. Mm. So celebrating a 12th episode, that's a victory. So Do you want a victory? <laughs> give you me, want a victory? Give, oh, wait. No, it's not, it's not give me victory and give me death. It's give me freedom. Give me liberty. Liberty. There we go. That's the word. man. John. We talking about victory. John Jacob Jenga Hunger Schmidt. His name is my name too. It's John Jacobs, isn't it? Yeah, it is John Jacobs. Yeah. John Jacob, Jingleheimer. Come on, man. Anyways, what's good, y'all? <laughs> my name is Ace Sincere. This is the Soundflake Podcast. Um, right in front of me, we had a little bit of different table set up today. We got two awesome, dope, creative co-hosts. Uh, to my left, sir, what is your name? Yes, Skywalker Mike. Brr, 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 brr. And further in front of me, we got my boy. This your boy, no Rick. That's cool. <laughs> you know the deal. What up, bro? How are you what guys? Up, good to see you. We yeah. good, man. Good to see you too, man. Big chilling, you yes, know. Big same chillin'. as always. Just drank some really delicious beer. Hey, Provi- <laughs> we drink water in here, boy. Productive culture. Getting a little tipsy there. Yeah, man. Shout <laughs> out to bit. productive culture for sure. You gotta drive home, sir. I'm gonna need you to drink water. Stay hydrated, man. We do have to stay hydrated, but uh, yeah. definitely uh, welcome, welcome everybody. This is episode twelve of the Sound Flick Podcast. Um, this is brought to you by Productive Culture. Uh, Productive Culture offers a full service recording, mixing, mastering, and podcast production. We wouldn't be here without them. And if you guys want to get your podcast going, definitely hit them up. Go to productiveculture.com backslash podcast and tell them Soundflick Podcast sent you. That's us. Yeah. Let them know. So you can get hooked up a little bit. And then we can get hooked up a little bit. And everybody <laughs> gets hooked up. We you all, know what I mean? You guys can become part of the family. We can do meetups. We can do coffee together. I don't want to see none of this. Yeah, family. you're right. But. <laughs> I don't want to see none of y'all. <laughs> you had to drag me here. Now nah, I'm just kidding. I love potting <laughs> with these guys. Um, but what's up, y'all? How you, how you what's guys up, bro? Feeling? Oh, you know, that uh, the nine to the five life is uh, getting yeah, to me. It's picking yeah, up. Yeah. But it's cool because, like, I get to drink more coffee now. For sure. So it's cool. Man, it's crazy. I don't drink coffee at all. And at my job, bro, you they need drink, coffee. They drink, no, they drink hella coffee. And I, I go to work at 5.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and I have hella energy. And they'll come in just super tired and they'll look at me like, how like how mike's like and they're like if you drink coffee i don't want to see that like i don't want to see how crazy you would look like how much faster mike what's your secret cocaina (laughs) nah Nah, in the morning i just drink water to be honest yeah man your your body's ashy in the morning yes the insides are ashy in the morning you've been asleep for like eight hours sleep you get eight hours of sleep we get four hours around here yeah, that, that's a fact. Maybe four to five hours that's around here, fact. you know. Nah, I'll be getting a good. That's because your commute is crazy, bro. My commute is insane. I have to I wake bet. up at four thirty in the morning, leave my house before six to get there for eight. Oh well, I I live five minutes away from my yeah, job. I live very lucky. Now I, I I transfer, so I live five minutes. Nah, away it's crazy. <laughs> like I always used to drink coffee a lot of the times, but um, ever since I started like the corporate job, like the coffee intake has just been levels levels above it's what crazy. i used to because like we got an espresso machine so we'd be ordering espresso all the time and it's just too easy bro it's too easy to, to be drinking you know what's coffee. called when you drink coffee and you're sad it's depresso anyways all right and hey, with yo. that we are gonna um <laughs> we're gonna go hey you guys seen uh see some movies you know uh joker you know <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> last episode <laughs> right. well, sir, that was the, 
Have you seen Joker? Hey, no, we're still talking. We're still talking about that around the office. Yeah. But um, we do have some good, some some other good shows and good movies that uh, that we want to bring to you. Also, as well, um, I hope you guys had a great and safe Halloween. Um, I yeah. hope you did not eat all your candy. Nah, because yeah, I still want some. I'm trying to hope eat better. What's your myself. favorite Halloween candy? Um, you know it doesn't change during Halloween, so I, I like Kit Kats. I fucking love really? Snickers. Yeah, I love Kit Kats. <laughs> or a Yo, crunch. why are you so Damn. passionate about that? He's like, I fucking, I fucking love Snickers. <laughs> No, um, anything peanut butter, bro. Like, obviously, peanut butter comes my go-to. I'm not a big peanut butter and chocolate kind of guy, man. I am. Can't I do I it. Can fuck with it. Yeah. Can't do it. Have you seen the Family Guy episode? The way it was created, like two dudes getting in a car accident and they're not wearing their seatbelt. Like one dude's trying to like eat peanut butter on his way to work. The other dude's just like <laughs> eating a chocolate bar, and these dudes get in a head-on collision. And, Family like, Guy is oh, hilarious. It's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, anything peanut butter, bro. Uh, specifically, I want to say Twix peanut butter. But well, how, how do you feel? How do you feel about candy corn? I don't mind it. I was going to say that. Nah. I don't mind it. Uh, I don't like candy corn. When I was a kid, I used to be weird and eat candy corn by like the, like I used to like take small bites to eat the colors at a time. Like it'd be like the white. Then that is that? some weirdo shit. Did they yeah. taste different? Or? No. No. I'm just being a fucking weirdo, bro. <laughs> weird. Yeah, because I mean, I wouldn't know. No, being a nibbler. The way. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I was like, yo, dope. Um, I used to eat my Reese's peanut butter cups by eating the chocolate off first and then peeling off. The rest of the chocolate and you how do you the peanut do butter that? patty. That's a special talent. A lot talent. of time. A lot of time. That's a special talent right there. I'm so weird, do bro. Do you know how many licks it takes to get to Pause. the Pause. Pause. I'm going to need you to chill. No, I don't. But I actually tried that out when I was younger, I'm sure. Oh, but pause. Man. That's super pause. <laughs> Thank you. Amy, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anyway, we are going to... Um, we got we got a good pod for y'all, man. We got, we got a, a wide variety of topics. Um, you know, there's been very a few different movies, movies that have come well. out. Yeah, some movies, some shows, some good stuff on Netflix and Hulu. And uh, you know, we've all been watching different things. So I'm excited uh to just to dive deep. Yeah. You know, to get into it. You feel me? So um one of these movies I've been waiting for for a minute, which I didn't think they were gonna do, was um, you know, Zombie Land 2, double tap. But hey, yeah. that was a surprise. It was really tight, man. That's that's actually it's one of those movies where like for the fans but also it yeah. was done well it's definitely yes it's definitely like a like one of the like the budget was higher the budget <laughs> was higher it's a ridiculous concept it's being used over and over again but it just it's entertaining it's really entertaining i have i have one quick question because i did not see the movie you didn't see it all right well, what's the question like? i saw it does woody harrelson find twinkies no, he Yo, found it in the first one. Yeah, he's off no, the Twinkies, more, bro. More Actually, Twinkies. you're right. He did not mention Twinkies in this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, he's off the Twinkies. But which is which care. is crazy too because there's a lot of callbacks to the first one. Like even though just like 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 clowns. Is there more clowns? Yeah, yes. There, because they were looking car. for a new car. Yeah, it was ice cream truck. Uh-huh. He was like, you know, I don't, you know, how I feel about clowns. Yeah, <laughs> they're about to get this RV that was like lit and this fool <laughs> ran through uh you know when you go through apartment complexes and it says do not go through here yeah, yeah severe yeah. tire damage yeah they went over one of those mm, in the bad. rv it, it, was it was it was <laughs> like i was wondering like where they would kind of go with the story because the first one kind of made it seem like that not too many people were like alive or around yeah, that's true you yeah. know um so i was wondering like all right well you can't have everybody gone and these are like the only four people so there has to be more people and even in the first one bill murray was technically still alive before he got shot and killed yeah um, i was about to bring that up bill murray. Murray. <laughs> yeah he got no. murried that's what they call it in yeah. the movie they refer yeah. to getting murdered. that's the thing the tale of oh, bill murray wow. getting killed has spread throughout the land so there are multiple people 
who know that Bill Murray was killed. First off, shout out to oh, Rosario really? Dawson because she's the one that brought it up, but also she's still bad. Bro, That's interesting. She will never, ever not be bad. You're right. Ever. I, I remember she was in Men in Black 2 and I was like, yo. She's incredible. She's amazing. But also, yeah, she brought it up. She was like, she was like, yeah, hopefully uh, I don't get murdered. Yeah, and they're like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> you say murdered? And she's like, no, murdered. Did she you guys not hear about Bill Murray? She was one of the new people. Like, basically, basically the movie was them um, like going on the road. Like, because Little Rock, who was the youngest girl in the first one, has kind of come of age and they really showed that by just having her yeah. in a whole bunch of like clothes that just had her cleavage out the whole time. And it was like, it was super, a, super it was random. Kind of a, it was kind of like apparent for them to like get those shots yeah, to yeah, show yeah. that she's growing well, up. Well, not and only that, but like, like go she has no cleavage to show. So it was kind of, sure, I don't know what kind of movie you were watching, but I don't, them things was bouncing. <laughs> I was they, not, were, they were bouncing. Bro. I wasn't. Yeah. I don't, you no. got to check it again. When, when she did the run, I was like, well, wait a minute. Why is she in front running? I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. They were trying to show yeah. all that. But uh, it's, it's guts, you know, she ended up, you know, falling for like this musician. And, uh, you know, everybody has code names for where they're at. Yeah. So his code like name was Berkeley. Berkeley. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and he was Makes like, yo, this sense. dude, he was, was playing his guitar and she was like, do you do any covers? He's like, I do nothing but originals. And this dude, it was Hotel California, right? <laughs> yeah. He oh, well, started singing covered. Hotel California. And she's like, you are amazing. <laughs> it was hilarious. Mostly and, he was um, a hippie. Yeah, one one of the good things that like music was very prominent in mm -hmm. in this in this one, which was pretty dope. You know, they had a, a big um, Woody Hel Woody Harrelson's character Tallahassee had like a big affinity for uh, Elvis, mm. so they had this big Elvis thing going. And I liked uh, Berkeley said <laughs> that Elvis stole from the black man. Oh yeah, and um, I this thought is that, very that true. <laughs> it is it is the truth. But I wanted the movie to kind of elaborate. Like I thought that he would go in like a little rant about like what it what it is mm. and like how. But they just stopped it right there, and I feel like that did a disservice to the joke because it's like the point is is to educate people, yeah. About yeah. It, not just make them upset by saying something that probably white people don't understand and they're like wait why would Stole he just say that man. like oh now he's just an idiot because obviously that didn't happen but it's like yeah. no there's historical evidence on yep. that being the case so you know it would have been great if he was just like yeah, yeah he stole it from this this and this person and man. like you know but he just said stole it from the black man for the laugh and when yeah. i was in the theater nobody laughed mm, not even no you laughed. no i didn't laugh i was just like all right like i was happy that he brought it up but then when the pause happened and then they cut i was like Okay. All right. That wasn't. So they thought there was gonna be a laugh here. So yeah, and, much. you know. So uh, they basically they they they're traveling. I like how they increased the difficulty of some of the zombies. Like they added more. It more felt types very of Left 4 Dead like because yes. you know how Left 4 Dead has were, different types. Were of zombies. there more rules? Um. Yeah. Not necessarily. No. He didn't. He didn't like go through them, but the rules were popping up as like things oh, were happening, okay. like how it used to. And then, and then he encounters somebody who has the their own yeah. set of rules. Except called they're called commandments. commandments. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and they wow. basically go back and forth on on that. So that's like a cool little like that was a great scene because you kind of see that like that they met their match, mm. sort of, you know. And um, they have these new zombies that are smarter. Um, you know, that they could just, they're, they're just more cognitive. Like they're able to see like, okay, if you're setting a trap, like I could see the trap. So I'm about <laughs> to, you know, avoid it in this way, you know, but then they may not see the second trap and, you know, yeah. get caught that way. You know what I mean? So it's like, it was cool. Like the way that they were showing in, they're, they're basically on the move. <laughs> yeah. They're called them Terminators, which wow. appropriate name. 
Um, There's just like a lot of like pop culture things that they got to use yeah. in this one yeah. that made it like really cool and you're just like oh okay you know like it was dope it was super entertaining although i feel like emma stone fell very flat from where her character she's was in the not, first one she's not as cute as she used to be bro she's just not the same i feel nah. like she didn't care about the character yeah. like she she was just kind of like i'm in it for the bag like for I'm, the gonna bag. Just, I'm gonna just run this real quick you know but um yeah, you know, like it was like it seemed like Jesse Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson had the most fun mm-hmm. just throughout the whole experience of the yeah. movie. And Rosario Dawson probably had a lot oh, of fun. God too. bless her soul. Oh, she's mm. she's bad. Anyway, um, yeah. So they basically they're on the run and to to find Little Rock because Little Rock wants to leave the nest and see if there's other people there. You know, because mm-hmm. you got the way that the family's set up is you got Woody Harrelson's like the dad, and she don't. She don't want to keep listening to him. And then you got yeah. the couple, you know? So she's like, oh, I want somebody too. Which Basically, she wanted to get laid, bro. She was trying to get laid. She, you know, she's just going through it. I feel her. I feel like if I was in a zombie apocalypse, I wouldn't want to be a like young coming of age in a zombie apocalypse. Because well, who was the who was the girl in the pink that they picked up? What was her name again? Oh, Madison. They they picked Madison. up the super. Yeah, ditzy, she didn't have a code name. She was just like, I am Madison. Mm. No, Madison is a place, bro. Like, oh. Yeah. Mad- well, Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, well, there's that. And so, like, she was just super preppy and everything, and like, uh, she was living at the mall, in the freezer <laughs> at uh, yeah. in, at the free one newbie? of them restaurants newbie? or something like no, that. No, it was inside a yogurt place. I think it was a newbie yogurt, like Dawn yeah. of the Dead type. Mall. Yeah, where she was just like kicking it there, and um, and then they found her, and like because it was her first time seeing real people in a long time. Her and uh, and uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character, I forgot. What what city is he from? Uh, you have Little Rock, Wichita, Tallahassee, Columbus. Yeah, from Columbus. I was super blanked so, out for that. But yeah, uh, him and Columbus and Madison kind of had a thing. Going. They got it in. Mm, <laughs> you, know, you know, so it, there's a lot. It was cool. It was cool. It was a very cool movie. They had a lot of callbacks to the first one. I think it was like an appropriate sequel. It was. Um, I don't think they need to do another one. No, nah, like, not. Just leave it. You I know, they end like, up finding yeah. like this place that's like a haven. For, but it's uh, all full of hippies, bro. So they don't believe in weapons. Yeah, they melt down the weapons to to, <laughs> to make little peace like, signs, little, like medallion. Yeah, and then like basically everybody coming to that place led all of the other zombies to go to that place. Oh, yeah, no, have, what like, led them was the fireworks. Well, they were already on the way. If you, oh, if well, yeah. there were other parts in the movie where you can see like an army kind of amassing oh, and wow. like following. And you just kind of like they don't really notice it, you know. Yeah, I can see them doing another zombie land. But a with different a different story. cast, yeah, that'd be pretty a different fire. different storyline. I agree, I agree. And then maybe one of the old cast members would would make, make a it. cameo. Yeah. I thought that they would have killed off Woody Harrelson's character. Well, they, but they, they kept him alive. Yeah, they almost did, uh, which yeah. I thought they were gonna do. I, was like, oh, I okay, thought they were gonna move. do that. It's like you know, that's a good send off for him mm-hmm. or whatever. But no, they kept him alive. So I feel like he's gonna be that guy. Where he'll pop up in all the zombie lands, mm-hmm. regardless of who you know they're talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and it's be dope. it's interesting because like people's people killing zombies has spread. Like news of them doing it in various ways spreads around. So people have oh, all these stories kill of, of, the, of the year. There's this dude zombie that uh, kill the year, he got man. the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Dropped got, it on him. Yeah, he dropped it on it him, was which was completely honest. ridiculous. Oh it was ridiculous. Yeah, it like, was stupid. He was he basically with with his own might. Like wedged the the yeah, leaning the, tower pizza or pizza at least <laughs> leaning tower pizza. Also, it started off with another Metallica song. Instead of Master of Puppets, last one was uh, 
for when the bells toll. So I thought that was a cool mm. little like little nod. That is cool. Yeah, the music was tight and in, in there. You know, they had a few Elvis Elvis numbers mm. in there and stuff. So that was uh that was pretty dope. But overall, you know, it was a double tap. Like in all sense you of the word. A hound like, dog. It was it was a double tap. Like it was just the same. It was the same thi- it was from the same gun, different bullet. You know? But mm. but yeah, I liked yeah. it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. What was Elvis's car that that they drove off? In, oh, that in Cadillac, the, pink yeah, Cadillac. They drove oh, wow. the sunset. You know what else is a very nice car though? An El Camino. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Let's go. Segway King. Let's go. Right, yeah. First off, I just want to say Breaking Bad is top three shows of all time. Eisenberg mm. or Jesse Eisenberg. Oh God. Let's <laughs> walk back to this bar now. Jesse Eisenberg. I'm a mixture. Of, you low key are a mixture of Eisenberg and Jesse Eisenberg. How? The glasses, the hair, the uh, the meth quirkiness, making. the the meth making. Yeah, I think that's what makes it. Because right, you're uh, you're you're uh, not flows. Your scratches are crack. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, Breaking Bad. Um, you guys have not seen Breaking Bad. I highly suggest doing so. Um, if you haven't, what what are you waiting for? Yeah, it's been years already. You're slipping. It's been almost ten um, years. So if you guys do not know, Breaking Bad. Um, one of the best shows of all time, in my opinion. Norik just gave me a nod where he doesn't agree, but that's okay because we all believe, you know, we still family, but we all believe in different things here <laughs> on this podcast and we don't let it, you know. Anyways. Tell, tell me about El Camino, man. Was it, what, did it live up to the hype, man? Everybody nope. was talking shit it didn't. about it. Nope, it didn't. But it's okay because it it's. It didn't? It didn't. I don't think it did. Aaron it Paul very, didn't do it for you? It was just slow. It was just super slow. I mean, it was a good way to end. Like what people were thinking as far yeah. as like yo, what happened to Jesse? Which it it, it he became did. a criminal. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, like, what else is he supposed to do? I, exactly. I guess I guess your version of slow is what the pace of Breaking Bad was mm. throughout yeah. the whole time. You know, because their pace was very it was very it was very different. It wasn't it was like, also like episodes. So yeah, exactly. Like, you know, so at the same time, it's kind of hard to. I guess translate that into a movie and make it seem like okay, here's an hour movie instead of an hour episode. Cause you could fit a lot more into an hour episode rather yeah. than an hour movie. So so I can see I can see what you why you say it it was slow. Um, yeah, it was just slow in the sense of like people like with the way the trailer made it perceive was that there's gonna be a lot of action. There wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of action. But that's okay. Like it again. It served its purpose. It was good for the fans that were hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse, uh, I was going to say Jesse Eisenberg. Damn it. Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> Jesse Pinkman. Um, you kind of ca- you kind of ca- catch his glimpse of like who he was in Breaking Bad where he was kind of like losing his morals and whatnot when it came to like murdering people. Mm-hmm. It's not because he killed somebody in this movie, but it was deemed necessary because he needed this money to... So pretty much the synopsis is him going back to the guy from the end of Breaking Bad, which his name is Robert Foster, I believe. And that which is crazy because that dude, the actor the, that played him the, actually died the day he released. Oh, wow. The dude who, that's who not, enslaved him, right? Like, you think no. that that's just coincidence? Do you think it's just coincidence? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what his involvement in the, in the whole story is. Well, his involvement is basically he's this... He's supposed to be a nobody. Literally, he owns a vacuum shop. Oh. And his side hustle is he gives people new identities for $125,000. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. He's called the disappearer, right? Yeah. The disappearer. He literally, makes you disappear. Yeah, literally like new identities, new being, social security numbers, tracked, yeah. 
new everything, bro. New backstory of who you are, like everything, all documents taken care of, everything. He finds you a new place to live, new job, little legit everything, bro. Um, everybody needs one of those guys on their team, or at um, least access to one of those guys. Yeah, for all the illegal activities, I, you know, I, I can I could use one of those. Where would you disappear to? Um, probably well, like Portland. I would want fam, to they'll Portland. arrest you. <laughs> they're going to for sure arrest you. Yo, you Portland. could be you could be Fred Armisen from Portlandia, bro. No, you have to go someplace where there's no extradition. All right, all right. Um, That's like 100%. <laughs> oh, bro, if I were to like I go somewhere know. off the grid, I'd probably go like to Canada. Canada. Yeah. Nah, Canada. they'll arrest you. Really? <laughs> yes. You got to go to Brazil. Iceland. That's where I you got to go. Low key, I was already there. You got to go Living to Brazil. the favelas. You got to go to Cuba. That's you got to go to places that's what that... the Hulk did, bro. He ended up in Brazil, worked at a soda factory. First of all, you got to go to a place that doesn't speak your language. And you got to learn that language. Damn. Portuguese is hard. <laughs> I'll go to Ensenada. Yeah, Portuguese. I just go to talk about some beers so. at. <laughs> hey, man. Um, but again, um, I gave the movie like a seven, to be honest. That's, I gave that's it pretty low. But that's giving it like. I five. heard a lot of good things. I, I didn't finish the movie. I would always watch it at. Like the worst possible time, and and just go to sleep. Well, now like, the not because it was thing, boring, just because I was just tired. Is the that they really. they also released it in theaters? Like they did for oh, yeah. a weekend, that's, Friday through Sunday. That's what I wanted to go do, but I was just so busy that weekend. I, and it was only showing at the Redlands yeah. Harkins yeah. Theater. It was very select theaters, but also I know people that went that paid to go see it and were very disappointed, which is also like understandable because like you could have just watched it at home for free. Yeah, but you want that experience. It's, I mean, it's a different experience. It, it was a completely different experience, though, because for that type of movie, like, it was made for Netflix. Yeah, I mean, I think if any movie that I saw, like, that also comes out on TV, yeah, that is in theaters, mm-hmm. I'd rather watch it in theaters. Okay, so so recently, uh, kind of like an example, I went to go see the movie The Exorcist in theaters. I have never oh, seen... Oh, you went on a throwback Tuesday? Yeah, at okay. the university on... Um, and shout out to the university in, Rivers- in Riverside, um, over there by the UCR. Hey, um, they show like movies every mm-hmm. Tuesday, just a classic movie. And I've never seen The Exorcist, and I could have seen this movie at home by myself, and I probably wouldn't have been interested in it as much as I was yeah. when I went to the movies. I turned my phone off, you know, sitting in a, a theater of people who actually like this movie and paid to see it, you know. So it's it's a different experience, you know. So. I think if I would have went to go see El Camino, I probably would have stayed awake and watched the whole thing, you know. But I don't know. Sometimes seeing things at home, it's you get distracted or you're like, I can pause yeah. it. I can come back later. Well, I think I think it's also just like the lighting, like in your home, it, like exactly. like you can you can watch something at your home, but like if you have like one of those home theaters, then the mm. reason why you have a home theater is so that you can get that feel and that experience experience. you know you want the blackness you want the widescreen you want you know just kind of you in a room in a chair where the only source of light is coming from the screen so that you can just really focus in yeah but overall i thought it was a good movie um it wasn't like amazing but it wasn't bad it was just i gotta go back and i loved breaking bad so i i enjoyed the movie sat through the two hours yeah again it felt like probably just felt like one really long breaking bad episode without heisenberg Mm-hmm. But also, I think the only downfall was that since all the characters, like Breaking Bad, ended six years ago, 
So just the aging of people, mm -hmm. like obviously everybody's like super old. Nobody looks like they were like, they couldn't do flash, like the flashbacks that they filmed were brand new. So they didn't look like them, their old selves, mm -hmm. which is dope though, because Jane, um, what, what does she play in the MCU? She's, um, Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah. She nice. was back in it. I was glad they brought her back. I heard yeah, that they yeah, were yeah. going to actually, um, there's a rumor going around that the, um, Kevin Feige is going to reboot, uh, the only two characters that he's rebooting from the Netflix um, Disney shows is um, Courtney Cox. I'm, wait, is that his name? Yeah, Courtney Cox plays Daredevil, I believe. is Courtney Cox? I mean, not Courtney Cox. Um, uh, what is it? Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. Courtney yeah. Cox is friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> that's beautiful. That. I, I can't wait for yeah. that. Um, yeah, Charlie Cox, um, who plays Daredevil. And Luke Cage? And, no. Um, not and, not uh, Luke Cage? Kristen Ritter. Oh, um, Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Why yes. not? That's weird. Not Luke Cage. I think Luke Cage's continuity messes up the MCU's continuity, and I think that that's why they're not going to reboot it. Because even though Mike Damn. Coulter is a good is a good Luke Cage, yeah, having him in there means that Cottonmouth is real, even though that he's going to be playing Blade, and the girl who's playing uh, the the true. mayor in there played a character in the MCU as like what's like that kid's mom that confronted iron Man. oh yeah that's so i think true. that the best thing for them is that they're going to scratch that and iron fist that was bring yeah. heroes for hire and rehire iron, new iron fist i knew that wasn't gonna make it yeah, yeah. it wasn't gonna make it no. i was surprised that punisher didn't make it either punisher, yeah. punisher didn't make it wow as, as far that as was right probably now, the most the favorite that was the most favorite out of all the mcu shows that was going on i believe that they're gonna bring the guy who who plays punisher i think that they're gonna bring him back oh they have so. to well he, he was also he was well it kind of depends punisher. too because it, it depends on like you know so, how so MCU that, actors kind of have to be so if so he's not willing to be like that what? that they're gonna use the wilson fist that they use in daredevil yes Ooh. that's what that means and the bullseye wilson fisk uh, Which I like I'm that. totally on board for. I like that. I totally I'm forgot. on board for everybody who was in Daredevil to be in the MCU yeah, immediately. Yeah, that'd be fire. Because that's uh, an easy transition micro. for them, I feel. Yeah. Oof, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, well, Micro was more on on the um, on Punisher's well, Oh, show, that's true. That's true. You know, but I, I mean, I think it would be great um, to bring all of those characters in. But I could see them doing Jessica Jones and doing... Daredevil, because technically those are the only two that also connected to the greater MCU yeah, the did. most. Yeah. You know, and the characters that they've had in there have, like, the reason why they have that impact is from something from the MCU. Like, they kind of try to do that with Luke Cage, but it can kind of stand alone on its own. Yeah, and same thing with, with Iron Fist. It can just stand alone on its own. Like, you know, we would have been talking yeah. about some guy with a glowing hand I mean, who's they, rich, like, they, a long time ago. They can get somebody else to do Iron Fist way better. 100%. Way better. Keanu Reeves. Oh, God. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. <laughs> that has been our, you know, episodic drop of the day we uh, get Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves on the show, though, man. Oh, my God. Bro. No, we're going to see him at Comic-Con, bro. Don't worry. True. Mm -hmm. We're going to be like, like, hey, can you shout out the podcast? Can you say, this no. is sounds like It'll be great. Can you say excellent for me? We'll have a Keanu Reeves takeover. And like, <laughs> it won't even be like, hey, this is a sincere. This is no real. It'll just be like, this is Keanu Reeves. Hey, and this Keanu is Reeves. a sound flick podcast. And he'll just take over for the whole episode. Oh, no, we'll, no we'll, we'll be different Keanu Reeves uh, characters. What's up, guys? It's your he boy, Neo. He sounds the same in all of them. <laughs> like, we wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Exactly.
<laughs> no, but um, yeah. Like, just, I heard that that was uh, one of Will Smith's greatest regrets was him not starring in The Matrix. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Yeah, Keanu Reeves would was way better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm but I feel him though. If you had the opportunity, like oh, that yeah. would be my my biggest regret too. Well, it's like Matthew Broderick and uh, I think even Kevin Spacey. They turned down the roles for Heisenberg for Breaking Bad. I'm fine with that too. Yeah, Johnny I'm fine Cranston. with that. I'm fine with that. Kevin Spacey would have been cool, but I'm fine with that. He's a weirdo. He, he's too serious. Ever since that, he's too he, punctual. Well, I don't know if you guys saw House of Cards. House of Cards but was fire. House of Cards was amazing. I, I, I saw the first season. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, this is it crazy. It was so dope. It's just that he's a, you he's can a little freak, freak. Even in that movie. Bro, bro, have you seen the movie in 21 show, with Kevin Spacey? Yeah. Like, even that yeah, movie. He's yeah, a that freak. Yeah. He was, oh, I forgot he was in Baby Driver. Yeah, yeah he, he was a freak driver. in that movie. Too. Oh, my God. This dude's a freak. What's bro, in the box? Yeah. No, he's wilding out. He's one of those. He just comes from the from that old Hollywood. Would you say he's a hustler? Mm, hustler. No, I, I wouldn't. Know. I wouldn't even. Nope. No, you know who I say is a hustler. I say that he has ads. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know who's a hustler though? Who's a hustler? Baby girl, be. Uh, I was gonna say Beyonce, J Lo. J Lo. J Lo. Yeah. Okay. She oh, she movie was, she was in movie. She was in movie hustler. Yeah. She was in hustlers. Okay. Look, man. Let me tell you. When I say J Lo is in her prime, bro, her How? ass is out in this movie like crazy. I was loving it. Damn, I gotta go watch this movie now. That's funny. <laughs> that that sold it for you. You were just like, all right, yeah. J Lo's ass. I'm gonna go see this. So, I'm here. So, so what's the premise yeah, of this did you, movie? Do you even know what the movie's about? Or no, no, yeah. So, um, so pretty much, it, the the movie is a interview, and within this interview that they're talking about, they're giving the story, and the, the story's being shown as the interview is going on. Um, so it's off of based off of real events. This is kind of what Cardi B touched on as well, where she said. She used to like dance, and when she used to dance, they used to get these dudes drunk and then just take their money because they used to give it to them, and you know what mm. I mean, just take advantage of people. Um, so hustlers, the synopsis was basically, um, this one specific strip club was doing so well because he's get all the stock market dudes in it. This was like in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Um, so they're making hella bank. Oh, Usher makes a super like weird cameo in this because like he plays himself. <laughs> They're like, girl, Usher's in the club. Let's go dance for Usher. And this fool's all like, hey, yo, what's good? I'm Usher. What's popping? This fool's throwing freaking stacks, bro. Um, <laughs> Usher the pimp? Yeah, because J-Lo's like, what's your name? He's like, I'm Usher, baby. I'm like, oh, God. Would, wait, so he, wait. Usher plays Usher? He, he plays himself. And J-Lo didn't know it was Usher. No, but I don't think J-Lo's playing J-Lo. She's not playing J-Lo. Obviously. Oh, but you, but you think that she should still know who Usher yeah, is if he's, he's Usher. playing Usher in the movie. I yeah. Agree. I agree. You're not going to be like, what's your name? Obviously, you know it's Usher. Yeah. I agree. And he knows you know it's Usher. Yeah. But I think it's just the the sex appeal of him saying his <laughs> name, I guess. Yeah, um, true. But basically, so these girls are like doing doing good. And based, um, they, they show that to show the relationship between um, I forget her name, but it's the the main girl, the Asian girl in the trailers, and her relationship with J Lo, and she kind of takes her under her wing because she comes from a different strip club, and nobody's like really messing with her. So J Lo's like, "Well, I could show you new moves. I could show you that we like we could work together, and I'm gonna show you how to make money off of these these uh these rich dudes." And then super like random like twist I didn't expect was, um, the stock market crashes like it does in 2008, 2009. Oh, okay. And because of the stock market crashing, these dudes stopped going to that strip club. So the strip club is doing bad financially because they don't have any of these dudes to give them money. Mm-hmm. And this is where like, I think it's like 2012, 2013, where um, 
it's like ran by like Russians now. They're doing like super shady stuff. They're like giving BJ's like, oh, like shit. yeah, it's like just it just trashy. got wild just one trashy. time. Yeah, yeah. It's just trashy. And like the original dancers like aren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so this girl's like, oh yeah, like what do I do? Like I'm not gonna like do this. I'm not gonna do this stuff. Like, and then she reconnects with J Lo. Um, and J Lo's like, well, I actually started getting into this business, which is basically her creating. Um, basically just combining different drugs to give to dudes so that way it's kind of like them getting roofied but not really okay that's not cool yeah it's not and Cardi B was in there and she's already accused of doing that in real life well no Cardi B was in, in the 2008 scenes and then when oh, she never crushes, came back she never came back after that oh okay uh, did she with, have any lines yeah she got a she got a lap dance from a from the Asian girl and from J-Lo Basically just hyping them up. But yeah, it was just... Oh, it wasn't but too she didn't dance girl. though? Oh, she danced. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So the Lizzo. Right, that, that's man, kind of, Lizzo, Lizzo was in there? Lizzo was in that movie. <laughs> Wait, who? Lizzo. Oh, Lizzo. I love yeah. her. She's great. She's dope. Um, So yeah, basically they, they create this concoction and they're, they they work with the strip club because they... um the, the strip club gives them a certain percentage of whatever these dudes that they bring to the club spend. Are you telling me that J-Lo is supplying the Russians? I guess. That's wild. <laughs> she guess, went from yeah. stripping in the club to being a king. Yeah, king. so basically they, they, <laughs> they were going to different bars, different yeah. cigar clubs or whatever you want to call them, getting these dudes to go to the strip clubs to, so they can give them dances, but also having them spend money on their corporate cards or their black cards. And they were doing like 40 to 50k off these dudes They're like maxing out their cards and whatnot dude crazy like wild and then off a of dance they weren't again no cutty or nothing oh bro well not only that but yeah but there, <laughs> well, like obviously there's like drinks and stuff too but like eventually got to the point where they're getting these dudes to max out their cards and spend all their money um just to rush all through that basically um in the interview is kind of j-lo and that girl had a falling out because they got the they, they were in too deep where they started doing it on their own without the club and basically started getting these dudes to a swipe like their credit cards, but like on their own, like like on their phones or like their own systems. Like through Square, yeah. dude. Yeah, pretty square, much. Square, get the plug real quick. <laughs> yeah, that or they you should um, download the Square or, app. Or like they had they had they had different uh, clubs that they were working with, where they were just getting like the full percentage of everything because mm. they paid them off already or something like that. Damn. And yeah, it was just them being scandalous and then caught up to them, and they all got arrested. Yeah, they all like did their time, but now they're like all like. I know J Lo ended, ended up working like an old navy. Hilarious. <laughs> she were ended up working at old navy. Hilarious. Oh my gosh. That's, um, that's real life. Yeah. If you so, don't get a sponsor. So it was just pretty wild. Um, that's pretty much the synopsis of it. Like, there's a lot of like emo- like the connections and like the friendships and stuff like that. But like, caught up to them, man. Like, do you like- feel like it was empowering for women? I know that we're like the wrong podcast to have that since three dudes, <laughs> but I, I'm just curious. Um. Yes could, and no. Could it be? I guess. Yeah, because like if you if you because these women were like taken advantage of at one point, so it was kind of like their way of like getting back or See, like. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like know, that. Man. That's the way like I would perceive that, it, or it's that the way someone is, would perceive it. That that's where the strength is. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna get them back. Like, that's it's not how it easy be. to do when you're aware of of whatever's going on for you for anybody. Of it your, doesn't just have to be against women. Of your you know? privilege. Yeah, of like whatever privilege you have. So like to to. I want to see like an empowerment and the strength into something that it's like, yo, we never even, we couldn't have even thought about that. 
you know, we couldn't have even done that, but y'all did that and yeah. it's benefiting everybody. Like that's the real y'all flex. Yeah, you know? But that's just me as a heterosexual male talking. Heterosexual so don't, male. Don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, but pretty much long story short, they all out of that game and it was just it was just telling that story of like what they went through and what they did and I just hope that Cardi acted way better than she does in her Netflix show. I just watched the first episode and I didn't get past it. I I didn't want to. I don't want to give it more of my time. You know, I was really sad with with what some of the judges had to say. Viewers, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we um, Netflix has a show called Rhythm and Flow. It is a, a rap show um, that has a, a local acts and local talent and local contestants kind of a rap for three judges um, that include Cardi B, uh, T.I., and Chance the Rapper. And, um, you know, they have, like, uh, basically, like, they showcase their song um, live, live performance um, throughout their cities that they're being found in. And then, like, the judges basically tell them, almost like American Idol, tell them, like, all right, you're, you're through to the next round, and then there's other challenges that they have like writing challenges, performing challenges. And then they bring in other notable artists um, to come and speak to everybody like as it's going on. And, you know, normally these shows are, are ran by um, people who are really out of touch, you know, with the culture really just, you know, they're pulling people that it's like, Whoa, they're a judge or what kind of accolades does this person have? But I thought that what intrigued me about the show was that they were really pulling from current people, yeah, you know, to be involved. And I was like, okay, it's current, it's right now, you know. But then I watched the episode, yeah, fam. These judges really, I was really sad with what Chance the Rapper was saying in the first episode of how he was critiquing people. And I'm just like, bro, like that doesn't. This sounds like some label shit coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? Well, one thing that turned me off from it is super, bro. I've never heard of this dude. I don't know who he is. A lot of people I know don't know who he is. <laughs> this dude's name is Sincere, <laughs> and he's from San Bernardino, bro. Fam, why'd you dress up as a black guy and go on the show, man? You should have just been yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, man. If I would have went there, I would have done way better than he did. But. I don't even care that shade, bro. Like, I don't, but also, like, I know you got to link with him, man. Uh, y'all could be the sinceres. <sighs> All right, y'all, coming up next, we got the cams. You and guys we could got, be sincerity. <laughs> the cams. <laughs> oh, we always have doubles in the IE. You know oh, the deal. We got the cams. We got the sinceres. <laughs> the sincerity, bro. <laughs> freaking caucasity, bro. Um, that's that's funny. But yeah, this freaking dude. But also, I know a few of us actually looked at the contract, and I mean, I'm pretty sure we would have gotten that show, bro, if we would have went for it. But I one, got the application in my mail. Yeah, I yeah, I had it. Um, but one thing to turn me off from it was if you performed on this show, whatever songs, whatever lyrics, whatever you performed on the show ended up getting owned by said show. Of course, of course, I, I read that and I was like, man, like I know the deal. I think, I think were a lot of the rappers that are coming up right now because of what you know like what chance did and winning a grammy off of being independent i think that that proved the point for a lot of for a lot of artists so like now it's kind of like okay we can make it independent and that's now every independence artist's leverage yeah you know 
so I think nowadays artists are less scared about um, certain entities owning what they do because they are now they believe in themselves enough yeah. where any independent grind that they have, they know that like they can make that happen for mm-hmm. themselves. You know what I mean? So when I saw it, I was just kind of like, okay, that's that's cool, and it's what I would imagine because they're providing so many, so many you know things and opportunities mm-hmm. to what's uh-huh. going on. And um, I think like a lot of artists, like how you were saying, we're just kind of turned off about that because artists don't want their first time being recognized to be owned by someone else. You know, I think that that kind of is like. Well, I know we had different views because I, I know you mentioned um, last time we were in the studio that like you wouldn't mind giving up an EP for this show. Oh, yeah, or for like, sure. I, th- I think that as as rappers and as artists to really know our value, like we should be able to sling our product like that. Like, yeah, you know, uh, I definitely understand being attached to your music and releasing your music in a certain way. But mm-hmm. if if you are an artist like you make music, you know, it's, it's what we do day to day, you know, and day in, day out is what we need to do. And I think that if you're if you love what you do, you should be able to make music in a capacity that doing something like that wouldn't be uh, a major issue. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be a drawback. It would be a strategic move, actually. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the artists that actually went for it, um, the ones that are seasoned in it, they knew that. They were like, yeah, for sure. I'll give you guys whatever rights you need because y'all can keep that. But once these, I... Low-key, these are my throwaways. Exactly. Yeah. Once once I get to the spot that I need to be at... I'm releasing all this, yeah. Then I have all this music that I want to release in the top. Yeah. You know, it'd be different if they were like, yo, you're on this label now if you win and we have you for years and years and years. I don't know. Maybe maybe I th- I believe that the prize is a contract or like $250,000 or something like that, which is probably tied up in a lot of things that you have to do or a lot of fulfillments or obligations. Yeah. But like if you're an up and comer, you're waiting for that kind of opportunity. Yeah. You know, you're waiting to to get that kind of exposure and that experience. Um, I mean, I've I saw people on the show that like we've worked with before. You know yeah, what I, I mean? saw a couple like, people that, that I recognized. Them, they recognized or like we we booked them for a show before. And now, if you go on their socials, it's a totally different situation mm-hmm. because of the show. Well, one of your homegirls was on there, right? Yeah, uh, shout out, shout out, Ray Khalil, um, for for being on the show. It was just awesome to see her um, on that first episode. And I think I haven't finished watching uh, the complete show, but I think that she moved that she went to the next round. And um, it's just dope. You know, uh, in 2016, um, we had her at, at an event. Um, it was an art walk in Pomona. And that was at a time where she was, you know, just getting her stuff down and everything. Yeah. And she kind of disappeared. And next thing you know, I see her on this show. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can see, you can track from when people like kind of blow up or when people get exposed or just get like more exposure, not exposed in anything bad, but, you know, in the good sense of the word. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know her her follower count shot up, and her awareness She's shot dope. up. As you know, yeah. I started looking through the comments, and now you got comments of people saying, "Oh, you need to come out to Philly. You need to come out to Texas." Da 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 da. Just off of her rapping a verse in yeah. front of Anderson Pack, and for for an independent artist, man, that is just huge. Yeah, that's so huge to be able to see other people on your comments saying, "Hey, we want you in this city." Mm-hmm. That gives you crazy leverage and it's ultimately where you want to be as a working mm-hmm. independent artist oh, if that that's years of footwork that are gone now for sure yeah for sure you know just because it was 
posted in such a public platform and now you're on this national, I don't want to say like nationally syndicated, but like you're just, you are, you have a global reach because anybody who has the streaming app could tap into you. Yep. And it, and that was just off the first day that that happened. Yeah. Just first episode, first week. And I think it automatically puts you in the game. So like we have a lot of like independent artists who aren't in the game yet. You know, yeah. we, we don't know their names. They make music. They can make good music. They've released projects. They've done their thing. They probably performed at their local events. They've probably mm-hmm. been at local festivals, but they haven't necessarily broke yet. Like hip hop doesn't mm-hmm. recognize them. Yeah. When you do things like this, this is what elevates you to the point where hip hop recognizes you. And it's like, oh, you're a potential artist that can do something. You know, you need a certain amount of, of awareness. And now it's going to be up to her, you know, to really capitalize mm-hmm. on what just happened. You know, yeah. now the hourglass basically turns over and Flips the sand's over. running down. Yeah. And uh, she dropped a song like the next day that, that the oh, show she premiered. She knew. She knew. She knew already. Yeah. And, and I'm like, yo, that's exactly what you need to be doing. Like the rollout needs to happen right now. Mm-hmm. You know, because you don't wait till the show's over. You, you don't wait till the show's over. Now. It buzzes Act now. It, you yeah. do it right now. And it can get you, especially with publication, because people don't think like, it's not just fans that are watching this, like publications, the people who work in those publications are watching this too. So if one of them sees you and is like, oh, I want to write about her. Next thing you know, you start getting the press. You yeah. start, you keep that train moving, mm-hmm. you know, as much as you can. Like, I feel so bad. Like I've met people who've been like in, in MTV reality shows, like G's to gents and like, you know, real world and all sorts of stuff. Room Raiders. Yeah, room. Exactly. And it's like they got (laughs) all they got. They popped and then they just let it go. And it's like now you're just like that guy. Y'all ever seen that episode of Primal Ride when Tiffany Haddish was on there? What? There's an episode of Primal Ride. Tiffany Haddish was one of the people. No way. I'll show you after the pod, but that shit's hilarious. That's crazy. Working actor, bro. There you go. There you go. Well, that that was definitely an acting show. Oh yeah, sure. bet. I've only seen. I, I saw mean, one car bro, from, from the... Pin My Ride on on the road. Really? Yeah. I saw. Um, I'm sure it was a, a few people actually. I don't know if you guys ride. remember. Oh, sold that car next day. It was. I don't think that they can. I think it's under contract. Oh, you have to sucks. keep it for a while. Um, but it was a Corolla, and it was the Corolla where they put the TVs in the bumper. It was like a like a silver and red Corolla. They had TVs Yo. in the bumper, like facing the outside. So people, came, it was ridiculous. But seeing it in LA, like the the TVs were off, but that's how I knew. I was like, "Yo, this fucking TVs in the bumper, like this is <laughs> definitely from Pimp My Ride." But one of the one ridiculous. of the one of the vans had like a jacuzzi in the back, bro. I saw that one. Should go mess up I your electrical. <laughs> you you bro you. I saw you an pump episode your brakes one time. Like a, your car is wet, bro. This tube where you could like send food to the back seat. So, so like stupid. Like you put a donut and it'll just go to the person. And Even the when bag. I was watching <laughs> that show, I was like, man, when one of that shit breaks, it probably fucks up the whole car. Mm-hmm. Like because of how much power is being routed and everything. If Hon- something breaks, like you can't just repair yeah. it. Honestly, <laughs> one of the coolest things for PMRI is probably like the paint jobs. Yes. Yeah. That's probably the best now, thing of it. 100%. Yeah. 100% was, the most was realistic how thing. they did the paint job and how they yeah, like. That, that was yeah. really dope. Yeah, I agree. I, I forget it. which Need for Speed game it was. But you can go to West Coast Customs to get your car pimped out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There is a there is an actual game we call Pimp My Ride. So, well, oh, there was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. I yeah. I like that part of uh, of Need for Speed because then they they made you really care about the look of your car. Yeah, and like they had you on the magazines and everything like that. So that was pretty tight. All it's the same. 
Yes. R- rhythm and Flow. Was All kinda... that to say that Rhythm and Flow, I I like that that show exists. I would have liked to see you on that show, bro. I think I would have done well on that show, honestly. Um, I, I, w- I just thinking about it now because it was at a point where people... The way it was being talked about, like they didn't even know that the show was really going to happen. It was like an well, idea. This was that last they were year. Do. This was 2018 yeah. when it was first going to mm-hmm. talk about. I think I think that's how most shows are. Because I know, remember just, submitting and getting that shit. The, in the mail. There's that's a lot true. of there's a lot of like competition type shows that they're just they get filmed and they might premiere next year. You know, depending on you know how dated the show is. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people just pre pre-record pilot episodes or just pilot seasons and hope that it gets picked up by somebody. And I guess Netflix happened to pick... I'm pretty sure this wasn't a Netflix original. Nah. It was just... Pitched to them and pitched then... Pitched to them Netflix and they're like, yeah, yeah. Netflix yeah. knew. They sounds, knew. Sounds good. It was a bag. I feel them. I feel them on that. Yeah, just Cardi's... I just don't... I get having um, a female megastar as one of the judges, but... Oh, but not Cardi. Not Cardi. She doesn't like, write for herself, dog. She doesn't write for herself, and she doesn't... The the things that she does for her performance, I feel like are innate. Like, she's an innate performer. So what she does, people can't replicate, no. but only she can do, and she does it with relative ease. But that doesn't mean that you are capable of critiquing other people's especially when they're far more talented than you performances and they write their own shit i mean yeah i would i definitely agree as far as the writing writing her own but like her if you listen to like what she's saying for the critiques it's ridiculous it's like yo you haven't like do you even what are you looking at right now like you know you'll give like a little "Hmm," or like yeah yeah you know and it's like it's like okay like i get that they got you for your personality totally i feel you I bet that you're great when just talking to you, but you sound like an airhead I would, on this show. I would love just to have it's a conversation insane. with her for like a cool 30 minutes, bro, just to see if she can hold a normal no, conversation. It's the crazy. Uh, well, she can about so. certain things, and I'm sure. And I don't, I don't want to like insult her intelligence or anything like that, but just like in this show, the cuts of like them being in the car, like their little small chat between like T.I. and all them, like, yeah, it's just so inorganic like i'm like why are you guys hanging out with each other like all three y'all need like why'd they do this yeah (laughs) you know it it was just um i think it's a good step in the right direction i just think that they could have picked um a better camaraderie between hosts and a better um just like I don't know. Give well, me they, Remy. Like, throw Remy they, on there. Give needed, me Queen they Latifah. Needed, they like, needed a give female. Quavo. Quavo was on there, too, right? Well, yeah. They have, a, they have a ton of guests. Like, Nipsey Hussle was on the first episode, Rest wow. in Peace. Like, it was awesome. Like, he was supposed to be really involved in the show, from what I heard. Um, And they have, like, they have, I mean, Snoop came out. Like, they definitely get the rappers who you'd want to see yeah. come out. But it's just that what it's doing is it's exposing certain rappers for mm-hmm. not for like just not being about the culture or not knowing like the very basics of like what makes what we do great mm-hmm. you know so like they're they they're unable to identify it so you'll see some acts and you'll just be like oh yeah they they got that and it's like nah they didn't get it or you'll see some acts that are like it's okay. You kind of know where they're coming from. They kind of cheated with certain sounds or, you know, with certain looks and then they get put through and it's just like, well, mm, I heard somebody, I heard a couple of people got through because Chance already knew them because they were like from a certain area. Or yeah. Like, so, so even the politics thing as well, bro, it's, like it's kind of weird. Like each artist 
goes to their own hometown and like then they set up something where like they have like their picks who kind of audition for them and then there's like all these random people on where yeah. they have the competition at so you kind of already know like they focus in on like maybe two or three people and then they have like 10 to 20 people perform and so that it'll, there'll be more no's than there are yeses yeah you know and it's just i shouldn't be able to tell that like i shouldn't yeah. be able to tell that that's yeah. what's going on you know what i mean personally i i feel like that but also as artists that's the way our, our brain works and like i mean we do this as a business and for a living as well yeah so when we see stuff like that we're automatically going to pick it apart and for sure Get, get down For to sure. it. But. Nah, but I, I, man, salute to all of the artists that have applied, Yo. all of the artists that got on there, that got some shine, that got to rap for T.I. and Chance. Like, those are opportunities that, one, you're going to remember in that last a lifetime. That's a great memory and to two, have, bro. Yeah, man. And it's just like any independent artist wants the opportunity to do that. Any independent artist wants the opportunity to rap for who, people who helped them rap, you yeah. know, in the no, first place. You them. know what I mean? And who inspired them. And uh, just to get that opportunity, we had like some like DJ Head did uh, did a lot of the DJing yeah. uh, for the first episode, you know. Oh, so cool. shout out Homegrown, ho- uh, Homegrown, Homegrown, Homegrown Radio. Homegrown. Excuse me, Homegrown Radio. Shouts <laughs> out to y'all, um, DJ Head and Chuck Dizzle, and uh, everything that you guys do because you guys support the community as well. So to see DJ Head up there doing it, it was like really yeah. tight. It was like kind of the pinnacle type type mm-hmm. shit. So. Um, I appreciated that, but you know, I'm gonna see how the, how the show goes. I think that uh, the next season is gonna be even bigger. They may swap out. I don't think Cardi's gonna come back Good. as another as another guest or another uh, host. But I think again, again find someone else. I think the idea was getting a female superstar, male superstar, and then just getting that OG that's been around forever. Yeah. yeah. So. That that was it's like, which is yeah, it's a good formula to yeah to start off with. But I just don't think it was. I think it, well that they can pick um, other. I think that they can pick get other artists. T Pain would actually yo, T Pain, but he's probably fire. the thing is I don't think that they're really pulling like R and B acts like yeah. That. Even though T Pain is a rapper, T Pain would be perfect for the show. Yeah, yeah, he would be perfect for the show. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's cool. T Pain actually just Boy canceled his tour. Napa Boy, did he really? Yeah, he had um he had he had a project called One Up, and yeah. you know he's like a gamer and everything. So the second project or the deluxe edition was going to be called DLC went up DLC and like he tried to set up the tour and it was like a month out before the tour was supposed to go. And he basically admitted that him and his team dropped the ball and that everybody will get refunded and that it, it was a poor rollout. And it was, it was interesting. Like I liked hearing it from him, you know, hearing the honesty, he was like, yo, like they wanted me to lie. Like they wanted me to say it was like family or mental health or like, no, whatever. Yeah. And he was like, but honestly, like we fucked up, you know? Yeah. And I, I appreciated that. And I went to the comments section to see, you know, who would say what. And a lot of his fans were appreciative of him, you know, uh, just owning up to it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you know, we, we'd want it to be right. So, so, you know, let us know. And so give me I a just, discount when it re-rolls out. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that that was super dope. It's like, I like, I hope to have fans that are that understanding. The T and T pain stands for transparency. There you go. You know, transparency pain. Does it really? <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna make you see through this. Pain. I believe you. We're gonna second. see through this pain together, girl. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Um, just of T pain to do that, and I thought that was pretty, pretty exciting. It was just further confirmation that honesty is the best policy. Yeah. Whenever you're an artist, especially in today's the age, sincerity. Like, yeah. There it is. Don't fake this shit. You know, don't fake it. To make do it. your best to be 
you. Like you could be an enhanced version of you or uh, or just like a version of you that you hope to like attain in the next couple years. Mm-hmm. But like you want to be as authentically you as possible and you want to own up to the po- to the things that, you know, you're responsible for. Yeah. And that's for all artists, whether you're a musician or not. And True. if you do that, um, I think that your fans will stick by you and they'll appreciate it. Yeah. There's a lot of stars on this show. But speaking of a lot of stars. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. So I just want to say, I already bought my tickets to go see Rise of Skywalker. The yet. Rise of Skywalker, Mike. Oh, I don't I don't know where I'm going to watch you. Uh, I'm watching it. Harkins. So Harkins has a huge theater called Cinema One. Yeah. Where it has like over 100 seats. The screen's like four times bigger than like a normal screen. The surround sounds crazy. Interesting. I haven't been there since I saw um, Endgame. So I'm hype. Nice. But it's far more expensive. It's like $17 ticket, dog. So you saw the trailer wow. for Star Wars? Yeah. The new one. How I watched feel? it on the on the, on the the way to the pod. How uh, you feel? I was, I was happy. Don't watch and drive, but how you feel? Well, I have a little thing on my... Still, bro. Don't justify it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. No, I, I, saw it, I saw it before the pod, too, downstairs. And uh, it's interesting. It's, it's different from the last uh, bro, trailer. What if, the, what if the dark side actually wins? That can happen. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I kind of wanted to. At, very... at the end of the trailer, the new trailer, Luke Skywalker says something that kind of has me think. She never what did he goes say? To he says, um, what does he say? <laughs> I totally forgot what he said. He said, <laughs> oh, the force will always be with you. So, C- and, and she smiles when it happens. C-3PO got to me. He's like, sir, I'm looking at my friends. What is he doing? Dying? How does he know they are friends? You damn robot. You damn robot. <laughs> Dirty stinking robot. He, yeah. It's it's deeper than that. I don't know if you <laughs> saw Solo. Mm. Um, what was the robot called? L3? Yeah. L3 had a lot of emotions in that movie. And, that is true. And she ended up becoming the Millennium Falcon, you know? So I think that's what they were doing with C-3PO in the trailer. I mm-hmm. think they were uploading his consciousness into um, something else, in, into a ship or something. You know, that's why he said, that's when they asked him, like, what are you looking at? He's like, I'm taking one last look at my friends. So mm-hmm. obviously he's going to They're making him even more important, which is interesting because like Anakin built C-3PO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like to see him like, that was a robot that I didn't think was going to get like a full saga yeah. character arc from yeah. like episode one all the way to the last episode. Yeah. People like, just loved him because of his character and he's just so witty and the sass, bro. The yeah, sass. just so sassy. I and... hope we get some sass. <laughs> oh, we better. Hope we get some sass. No, um, I think one thing I'm looking forward to is just the overall like, just the emotion they can get throughout the whole film because it's it's an end of an era, bro. Like it'll definitely be a lot more of a drama than action. Um I agree. But you never know because there's 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 an actual war going on right now in the movie. You know, um, supposedly Palpatine is coming back, and then Palpatine's coming back. Ren and and um, Kylo is uh, he kind of looks the, strong. The up. Knights of Ren too like, are in the movie in the trailer. Palpatine, yeah, like the way because. It kind of looked like that they got a side shot of him and like in his robe, but he was like attached to like some mechanical things. Han Solo coming so back. So I'm wondering if he's like stationary. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he can't really move. Like, cause you know, Darth Maul, like a lot of the Sith, they use tech in order mm. to keep themselves alive. Yeah. 
and Palpatine built I mean, Darth, Darth Vader, Vader you yeah. know, yeah, and Darth then, Vader. you know, Darth Maul had his uh, mechanical legs and everything like that. So it wouldn't surprise me if Darth Sidious was able to survive, you know, getting electrocuted and drop down that the explosion or whatever, that he would just attach himself to a whole bunch of mechanical pieces, mm-hmm. use the force and like keep himself there, you know, but be all powerful. Yeah. So I, I think that's pretty tight. I could definitely see it happening. Even though um I remember I forget which movie, but uh Luke Skywalker pretty much said that I don't I don't actually I don't think it was Luke Skywalker, but somebody said they don't feel that Palpatine is actually around no more because they don't feel his presence, his force anymore, mm-hmm. that it's pretty much gone. But supposedly he was so strong he was able to subdue it where nobody can even tell he was still around even though he was i mean Jar Jar obvious, coming back? obviously no obviously he <laughs> is because you know he's in this movie or yeah at least we think he is because yeah. he's in all the trailers so far yeah uh what do you what do you guys want to see out of this movie honestly like, i yeah, want to like, see the dark side win bro i don't know i don't know why okay but but, but yeah. elaborate like how how would you like them to kind of earthquake um <laughs> how would you like them to kind of get there when it comes to, you know, what do you want to see and what kind of makes sense? So one thing I thought that would always be dope is if they did two endings, like the, the regular and then the alternate. Or there's no, there's just two alternate endings. Like, mm-hmm. there's not one that's solidified. Um, but, because in the trailer you see like the flashes of uh, of Dark Ray. So I've always wanted, I want to see where it would go if like, there's the turning point of like, all right, this is how it's going to go left or this is going to go right. Um, but that's just, I think that's dreaming. But I would like to see just, um, I think one, play, pay like homage to like everything has been built over the last few mm-hmm. decades. Mm-hmm. But um, do it in such a way where like everybody kind of like, I mean, granted, not everybody's going to like resonate well with no matter what happens. Like no matter what, that's just, you kind of appeal to that audience. Yeah. Um. But I think just paying homage and then also just doing it in such a way where people were just like, you know what, that that probably needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And just doing it in such a way where people are still going to be attached to the film no matter what the ending is, even if it's not yeah. something I, that they prefer. I don't know. Sure. I'm not really looking for it. I don't really care for her going to the dark side. I, I feel like that's just a vision that Palpatine No, more than likely is, yeah. Um, so, I mean, if she doesn't, I won't be mad. I'm kind of more interested in what's going to happen with Kylo Ren. Mm. Because that's, I think that people aren't talking enough about Kylo, even though I feel like this movie is gonna kind of decide if he's gonna be on the dark side or if he's gonna join Rey and and fight Palpatine. I think yeah. Kylo's actually you know? the main character. Yeah, I think so too. Like it, it, this, it comes to a point now where his mom is dead, his dad is dead, and he's to a point where even in the last movie he was like. We should just join forces and well, his create. mom is alive in the story. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah that's true. A, that's true. That's very true. Story. Well, he thinks she's dead, doesn't he? Mm-mm. No, he knows. No. She, he knows she's alive because he he killed her. Who supposedly killed her? Supposedly, because yeah. that that if you remember the scene, she like flies out the front of the ship because he blasts the window open, and he kills yeah, everybody. She got, yeah, yeah but she, she was saved though. But does he know that? I think I'm that's the probably question. sure that he does. I mean, if a force energy, Maybe. I'm sure that he can still pick it up. Yeah, you know. Maybe. I also want to. Although know, she should have died then, but 
I also want to know Ray's true origin because a lot of people say that she's actually nobody. You know, all the visions of her meeting her parents, she's nobody, but... I wouldn't be surprised. About what? If she she wasn't, if she actually was nobody, like if there was just nothing that was there to it. But I I mean... Yeah, I guess it shouldn't be. I don't think that that's I guess, good storytelling. Because I guess yeah, any, I wouldn't be surprised. Anybody can be force sensitive, I guess. Because at the end of Solo, um, when they showed that kid mess like playing with the broom, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess, so I guess <laughs> she could be a nobody. But they always alluded back to when she was dropped off on that planet. Yeah, and um, there's always been like instances where it looks like people are talking about her, but they're not even. Like showing the dialogue, but they're looking at her like, oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's also. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, so. And even on the part where she went to uh, the canteen mm-hmm. and um, sh- like even Ma, what's her name? Moss? Ma. Yeah, I think uh, her name she, was Moss. She, yeah, she found out. She she pretty much like saw Ray go down to the basement and find the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, this called out to you? That's interesting. Or even on the part when she did go downstairs and Maz was talking to um, uh, Han Solo and it just kind of cut away. Mm-hmm. It, but they never really elaborated to yeah. what she was talking about. I was really disappointed about that. I do want to see that. I think yeah. that they so there has it, to be a resolution It could go back that. to that. Just to that one scene and maybe Han Solo knows who she is or... Yeah. I don't know. There, that's one of the big questions, you know. Just her origin and how Kylo's story is going to end, you know? I would also like, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the Knights of Ren and I'm oh, glad yes. that they haven't shown them. And I hope that it, we get pleasantly surprised by their involvement in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just think that it's so much to, to cover when you have like that, those, that many enemies in one movie, you know, and only, pretty much like one hero what i'm thinking is that like it'll be ray and kylo and the emperor and then it'll be the other guys against the knights of ren throughout whatever it is that they have to find or do or something like that i feel like that's how it's gonna be broken down um i would like to see a a non-cheesy way of using the force that we haven't seen yet you know i think that the was episode seven almost set it up where like we've seen things that like whoa the force hasn't done like um like when kylo ren stopped the bolt like Mm -hmm. the entire bolt like we've never seen the force stop any any energy laser or anything like that so seeing that was like whoa okay this is pretty crazy you know the only the extent of the force that we've seen is through like telekinesis of lifting objects yeah. or boosting the person through jumps or mm. acrobatics <gasps> or, or different things like that and, or like yeah. they're running. So I would really like because, you know, in the books, they have so many different ways that they apply the force, especially because it seems that they're trying to introduce people who can use the force who aren't Jedi or who aren't Sith. Yeah. So it's like, OK, well, how are you using it? Like, I would love to see Maz lifts you know some shit with her mind and be like yeah i'm not like a jedi or anything but you know i could, I could tap, do this. yeah i yeah. could tap into this or yeah. like you know whatever the church of the force is that like that that wizard was a part of when the, when the movie first started in episode yeah. seven um so and i would also like to see a wrap up and like a call back to the original you know the original episode one two and three 
I would like to see like if Naboo is around and like, you know, different things like that would yeah. be pretty tight. Um, yeah. I also want to see yeah. where they'll go after the whole, this whole story is told. I'm pretty you know? sure there'll be like, this is the end of the trilogy. Yeah. So, this is the end of the Skywalker story. Yeah. Yeah. So anything this that we're going to see trilogy, after yeah. after this could take place either before Skywalker or, or after. after Skywalker. If it takes place concurrent with Skywalker and they don't mention Skywalker, then I feel like that that's like a lie for like how big the Skywalker series really was. You yeah. know, like they, like what Luke and just the Skywalker name is to the galaxy has spanned like so many generations yeah, Mike, and eons. Your name like, is everywhere, right? That uh, they would have to talk about it. You know, even yeah. though the even though that space is big, like we get that the galaxy, but, yeah, the, the galaxy is big, but you would just have to talk about it because of the magnitude. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. you got Skywalkers that took out what three Death Stars now? Yeah, like fam, that would get around. You know, to the universe, mm-hmm. which leads me to think that Skywalker will no longer be a name, but it will be a title. That the new quote unquote Jedi Sith will be taken like a rank, yes, okay. like more than more so than a rank. I think that they're really set on getting rid of the Sith and the Jedi, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they will just be called Skywalkers, like anybody who takes up that type of training, yeah. and succeeds, mm-hmm. you, you will now be a Skywalker. And that's just, I think that's where the legacy is going to be. That's dope, and I think I like that's that. what Ray's going to be. Because they're not going to tell you the origin. Yeah, she's just going that to makes become sense. a Skywalker. She, yeah, after. she and wouldn't be like, related. She's just a Skywalker. That's dope. I like that. So that that's my that's my two cents. But we'll that's see. Cool. We'll see. Come December. Come yeah. December when we have our Star Wars episode. I know, right? Make sure y'all take one of those Buzzfeed's quiz and see, <laughs> which Star Wars character are you most <laughs> likely to be? Are you? That's funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. So you know. Um, we're um we we got we got some some movies that are coming out towards the end of the year. We got some music that's going to be coming out um soon. So dropping some remixes soon. So I'm hyped. Hey, dropping some music. I'm gonna be dropping some music soon as well. So you know maybe close out the year with with something a little special. And we're getting ready for 2020. I hope that you guys have been enjoying the Soundflick podcast this this whole time. Because we have some exciting, exciting new things that we're going to bring to you guys uh, in 2020. Um, also, we're still booking for the next Life is a Movie. Yes, yes, we so, are still booking. So definitely send your submissions in to, uh, to the Soundflick pod. Send us your music. Um, also, if you're a producer, don't don't think we're discluding you. Like we, You're yes. still an artist, so hit us up. All musical acts, whether that's rapping, singing, producing. Spoken word. Spoken word. Um Anything like that, uh, we're trying to book you. Exactly. Comedy, Just think of anything it, like different that. Different genre movies, different genre music. Yeah, yeah for Same sure. Same thing. You know, and uh, we're trying to make that happen. And um, it's going to be really dope. So send send clips if you got them. You know, you don't have to, but it would be nice. And uh, just overall, send music so that we can check that out and uh, figure out who we're going to have on this next installment. Yep. And also be on the lookout. We're going to do, uh, do a movie meetup soon. Yes, absolutely. We're gonna absolutely. We're gonna we might st- we might plan one for for Star Wars. We might as well. Yeah. We might plan one for Star Wars. I'm assuming might, it'd have to be, be like the, a week or so. That'd be a good way to end the year. Yeah, I think like so. Because I'm gonna watch that movie more than once. I'm gonna watch oh, it more yeah. than once too. It doesn't have to be on opening day, but it'd be no. great if we can do like a little meetup, bring some of the fans yeah. out, maybe like five fans do or something like that. Five dollar Tuesday. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
That'd be cool. We'll do something like that. All right. Yeah, totally possible. Well, stay tuned, y'all. Stay tuned. This has been um, a dope pod. Thank you guys for coming out. Also, yeah, if, you, if you've listened to this at the beginning, we appreciate you. 100%. 100%. So we love y'all. Yeah, man. We love you guys. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you again, Productive Culture. <laughs> Productive Culture, always holding it down. Uh, shout out uh, Reverse Orangutan for the coffee. We appreciate y'all. Yes, for sure, for sure. And if you guys want to get your uh, podcast recorded, make sure and uh, hit up Productive Culture backslash podcast. Um, to to get that done, just like how we're getting it done. Make sure and let them know in. that Sound Flick sent you, and you can get hooked up, and we can get hooked up. And, Say that and we sent you, yeah, do that. That's right, that's right. We the plug to get you to the plug. <laughs> we the plug, the plugs, the plug. We're the extension cord. <sighs> that's a bar. Well, signing out is Skywalker Mike and uh... Norik. That's cool. It's your boy Ace oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. AKA Young. Let me scan I'm not gonna go like. Um, yeah. Tune in next time. Now what you hear is not no jive. It's the posse God can to bring you vibes. At first I got a bang bang. The line of my weed man. Cause I need the gas on the light of the propane. Hey, peep the prognosis. Way she move her hips hypnosis. Taking over my impulses. I think I need me a higher dosage. Hey, for the pain that I got. Keep me cool when I'm not smoked. Big like a rasta. Ooh, this is more than a crush pack. Going in a rush. Mary Jane got a thing for you roll up the gas for me Ask for you pass to me Push give me clarity I know this is where I wanna be Rolling with my loved ones Hey, smoking on some trees You got cabbage, won't you